Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Bet on Chicago. My name is Joy Christopoulos, and today's episode is brought to you by who else? BetOnline.ag. And look, it's the middle of June. It is up right now, and we're heating up with exciting sports action. And BetOnline is where you can find it. And from basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marketing matchups, prop bets and futures, latest odds, BetOnline get all the news and information that you need for your online sports betting needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to the website right now. Or go on your mobile device to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So for that next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. we got a returning guest today, and we're here to talk some Chicago Cubs baseball. He's inside the Golden Domes, Brigham Avery. Brigham, welcome back, my friend. How are you today? Happy to be here. It's a beautiful day in Southern California. Great to talk Cubs on the west side. And it's uh, it's been an amazing run since we've seen each other last i'm excited to dive in with both feet and get gnawing on some cubs tidbits and information so great to be here joey thank you again for having me yeah for those of you that can't see he's got a beautiful california background around palm trees his feet might be in oh, yeah, the i'm trying right to show yeah, yeah. We're here to talk about some diamond baseball today the chicago cubs are 39 and 30 they're coming home to play the marlins they got the indians and then they go back on the road to play the dodgers then they go back on the road to play the brewers but Brigham, let's just start here with the road trip, right? You know, they're nine and eight in June. I think a lot of team, I think a lot of fans out there, more specifically, thought that this type of schedule is going to bring the Cubs back after that really hot start. But you know, they've been able to hold the water just a little bit on the road. They swept those Cardinals, which was an amazing series, and now they just wrapped up a series with the Mets. What were some of your takeaways from you know just the series, you know, in New York, in San Francisco, um, with the Cubs team right now, just really trying to prove to everyone that they. They can compete this year. Absolutely. I think that was a, a great month of May, and, and I really feel as though what would put that together was the a lot of uh, the bullpen with the sheriff and Kimbrell. Specifically, however, though, in June so far, it, it's been – I feel as though the Cubs have shown a lot of character in the series they've played, specifically at San Francisco and at the Mets. And I think there's just a couple things that haven't quite gone their way, and it's kind of good to see this if you are a true blue optimist, half-glass full Cub fan, because – they could have split against the Giants in San Fran. Uh, had, there were two runners out uh, on, I think, one out, and you had Rizzo and Hayward coming up. Uh, and they, you know, they could have tied or put that in extra innings. That was a winnable game. And then the game a couple days ago, I want to say it was maybe Saturday against the Mets, where they were, they had a runner thrown out of the plate on a great throw. And, and, and it's amazing just because Joey going to New York to play is just hell for the Cubs. Playing the Mets specifically, it was in 1969 with the Black Cat. If you remember, there's a series there in 2004 that really sparked the beginning of the end of the 2014, the year after 2003, when they almost won the series. And they, they were actually in the wild card. They were, they were doing very well. And then they got swept by the Mets, like I think middle of September, and it was never the same since. So uh, the Mets, and then in 2015, the Mets just play, they pitch well and they play great defense against the Cubs. And, and a lot of just horrible things happened. But it was great they took one yesterday. I was happy about that. And I really feel as though what's great is that there are a collection of heroes due to injuries. We know about Patrick Wisdom. We know about Sergio Alcantara because of the injuries to Anthony Rizzo and to Jason Hayward, so on and so forth. And I feel as though those uns the surprise guys that have come up have made it great. And there's two things that are Bs, the element of B, Joey, that you can't count on in baseball that define your season. And that's the bullpen and the bench. And both of those Bs get an A-plus so far for the Cubs. 
That's such a great call. One, good recall on the 2004, because I remember that Latroy Hawkins, I think it was Ryan Dempster walked a couple of guys in Latroy. Yeah, and, that and it was a weekend off. series. It was, and and they, they had the lead in the ending, in the uh, the ninth on the Friday. And um, and then they blew that, and they just got blown out the other two days. It was it just became ugly. So, yeah, yeah so the Shea Stadium and the new Citibank have been the house of whores for our Cubbies. And it's been so interesting that I think Cubs fans all season long have been paying so much attention on the core, the impending free agents of the Stars. And again, you're bringing up this bullpen, which has been absolutely amazing. You mentioned Chafin and Kimbrell, but even a guy like Orion Tapera, a dude like a Tapera's Tommy, been outstanding. Tommy Nance coming out of nowhere, doing such a great job. And then also this bench too, as well. These unlikely stars. Patrick Wisdom is the one really highlighting that. My question for you is, you know, with guys like Nico Horner. You know, guys like Matt Duffy who have, you know, proved themselves, you know, coming back maybe off the, the injured list moving forward and now even a Jason Hayward. Just talk a little bit more about the depth of this Cubs team because I really think moving forward, we're going to be looking at starting rotation. We're always going to be looking at how's KB doing, how's Rizzo doing, how's Baez doing. But I think we have the most depth on this Cubs team since that 2016 World Series team, and that gives me a lot of optimism. Yes, and, and I'm not – calling you out but i wish there's one guy you would have mentioned that i'm going to mention right now and that's david Bodie, who's coming back soon who has played great for the cubs historically the past three years and was having a great season this season before he became injured so i think he's going to be a big presence and i feel as though i'm not going to use the phrase an embarrassment of riches but having guys to plug in every day is a unique challenge for the cubs right now i still think they need to add a few pieces and here's why it's good to see those games losses specifically in san francisco and at new york because you see if they added a player like maybe a leadoff guy specifically, uh, or maybe another starting pitcher, that that would get them that extra victory in those situations. So I still, I still think they're going to be looking for people. And, and I wonder, too, here's the other thing I'm going to say. I like this insightful statement, my friend. Do you think if people started asking buyers or sellers, I wonder if that actually kind of worked a carrot, kind of inspired this team, kind of motivated them in some respects. And, and they've been playing out of their minds ever since. So I just wonder how true you feel that is. And I, I'm, I'm looking at what's going to happen at the trading deadline. I think it's going to be very interesting heading into digital into July on the north side of Chicago. Brigham, I'm so happy that you brought it up because, honestly, it's been such an interesting narrative right now with just Cubs fans and Cubs Nation right now about the chip on the shoulder of this team, right? And I have mixed feelings with this because, you know, Anthony Rizzo's kind of getting his game going a little bit right now. Javi Baez still hitting around 230, not too dissimilar to what there was last year. I think the big picture thing is it's Chris Bryant, right? I mean, Rookie of the Year 2015 – you know, they go to the NLCS, 15, win the World Series, 17. Numbers go down a little bit, but still has an OBP over 400. 18 gets hurt. Oh, the offense is broken all of a sudden. And then the only outlier is in 19, he had a really good year, but the bullpen was so bad that they lost, you know, what, nine games in a row in September, and they couldn't do anything about it. I mean, the chip on the shoulder sounds great, but, man, this just seems like when Chris Bryant is good, the Cubs are good. Am I wrong? We spoke about lack of a leadoff hitter and even Chris Bryant my dear friend was included with Rizzo and Baez and Bryant in the postseason since 2016 so his lack of production in the postseason since 2016 does make him one of the usual suspects if you know what I'm saying but uh, at any event that I feel as though the other reason why they might have a chip on their shoulder is because who they have lost to in the postseason the Marlins last year a team that didn't have as much talent the Colorado Rockies in 2018 a team that didn't have much talent and the Milwaukee Brewers, who are talented, but just seem to give a little bit extra, seem to kind of outheart the Cubs, unfortunately. And I think that might be the reason to have the chip on the shoulders. The fact that I'm not saying they've underachieved, but I am saying they've lost to teams in the postseason that they probably have not lost, should have lost to on multiple occasions. So that's kind of why I would see there being a chip. 
Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. It's fun for guys like us to talk about. But I do think you're right about Chris Bryant. I also will say he needs to step it up in the postseason going forward. 2016 is now five years ago. What have you done for me lately, Janet Jackson, is the song. And the other reality, too, is some of the teams the Cubs have lost to, I think about specifically last year, not scoring any runs at all in two games at home in 2018. That loss to Colorado where the offense just went to bed. And before that, some of the, 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 the pennant races to the Brewers. A lot of that came down to just, you know, the offense, the lights in the offense just kind of going off. Another fun topic for Cubs fans right now is I think we're doing a lot of hand-wringing about this team on the road. Uh, the Cubs right now are 15-20 and 20 on the road. You know, they're coming off a series, you know, where they're playing the Giants, division leader, Mets, division leader. Next week, the Dodgers. No walk in the park either as well. So the competition's been pretty stiff, but is it possible? Is this one of those Cubs teams or one of those years where they're going to win 50 to 55 games at home and we're just going to cross our fingers when they get on the road? Because Wrigley has been absolutely electric since they got back to 100%. Yeah, and it's 24 and 10 for the Cubs at Wrigley Field, which is an amazing thing. And I don't want to do anything for that mojo. That's an amazing home field advantage. I will say this, though, about series. If you look at the victory that the Cubs won in St. Louis, they took two out of three, winning on Sunday Night Baseball with the Javi Baez home run. And if you look at the games in San Diego at Petco, with beautiful view, they took two out of three against the Padres, who are also a very good team. So you could look at those losses. I think they're going to win great, uh, have a great record at Wrigley. And I think I look for them to be pretty good on the road, too. And I think they're going to get better as things go. And I think they're going to hopefully learn from the losses they had against the Mets the other night, and specifically the uh, the game three loss to the Giants on the Saturday that was the Fox National game where uh, they had two guys on in the ninth. And, um, you know, it, and it begs me to say something else. As much as I like Jason Hayward, hopefully he can be a little bit more clutch this year. Uh, and I just like for him to deliver a little bit more in the clutch once or twice. You know, I know he gives great production defensively. I know he really hasn't gotten his swing straightened away, but I, we know what a great talent he is. And, and sooner or later, I think about that Giants game because he had two guys on with two outs in the ninth, and, and that would have been a huge victory for the Cubs. So it leads me to that thought. But all in all, things are great. Nine games over the 500 mark. They're at home against the Marlins. They need to feast on them, and they need to keep playing and, and beating the teams they need to beat, like the Cincinnati's and the Pittsburgh's of the National League Central. So – that being stated, I'm pretty happy with Cubs right now, present day. Present day Cubs happy. Let's take a quick break to talk about our brand new sponsor, Moinkbox.com. Moink was founded by an eighth generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary at the time said it was the best bacon he'd ever tasted. And you know what? I tasted it too, and I agree. Question number one for you. Why do just four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy. You can help change that with Moinkbox.com. Question two. Why are 97% of chickens served in the U.S. dipped in chlorine? Simple, because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. That's why you need moinkbox.com. And finally, the best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, and best salmon you'll ever eat won't come from the grocery store. You will only find it on the family farm caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's why you need moinkbox.com. So what are you waiting for? Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V, right now. And listeners to the show get free bacon for an entire year with every box ordered. I'm going to repeat that. Free bacon for a year with every box ordered. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but only for a limited time, so you have to act now. That's great. Go to moinkbox.com, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. That's moinkbox.com slash believe, and get free bacon for a year. Now, back to the pod. In regards to Jason Hayward, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm rooting for this guy now. I mean, he had the big contract. It was a bit of an albatross. Couldn't hit. Easy for a lot of criticism, but he's a guy that I root for. He definitely needs to really start turning it around. Or in about a month from now, he could find himself 
back in that 16 situation where he might find himself on the bench a little bit more than I think anyone's used to, and you would love to have that defense out in right field. Let's talk about Kyle Hendricks real quick. 7-0 and in his last seven starts. Kind of seems like he sort of turned it around for this Cubs team that's trying to maybe figure out what's going to happen to their starting rotation. Just those Kyle Hendricks starts have become really important to this Cubs team because they really kind of need to win on the day that he pitches. They absolutely do, and I, I feel as though since 2016, He's got the sixth best ERA in baseball. And the guys here there in front of him are uh, Justin Verlander and Clayton Kershaw and Max Scherzer and I believe Strasburg. So like six Hall of Famers ahead of him since 2016. So this guy has put in a lot of work, hasn't even made an all-star team. I would say he's very underrated. He at least deserves to make one or two all-star teams for the resume of his work. And specifically, the other thing I would say is I give a lot of credit to Jake Arrieta. I look for him to be a big horse for the Cubs to ride as well specifically because the way he recently pitched in San Diego, uh, he had the Padres A-list in there. He had Tatis and Machado and those guys, and, and Arietta really came through in that big rubber game. So I look at that as a huge victory. And, and that game the Cubs had, I think Bryant was out of that game, and I think um, Contreras and Baez were both out, all out of that game. So that's, that's a big victory. I think if they can keep winning games like that on the road, to, to your point. Where, what is what? on the starting rotation moving forward over the next month heading into the deadline? Are you a door number one guy? You'd like to see them go for the big fish like a Max Scherzer, like a Jose Barrios. Are you a door number two guy, which maybe is more in the middle of maybe like a, a Mike Miner? I saw a report watching Cole Ham pitch right now. I don't really know how to feel that feel about that one. Or are you more door number three where you think there might be some in-house options? Because I'm kind of maybe leaning a little bit more towards door number three, even though I wouldn't mind those first two doors. Which one are you? Yeah, I, I kind of understand how you're leaning towards. I think door number three is the realistic door. The door I would want would be door number one because I feel you go for the gusto when you have a chance. And I look at what they did in 2016 when they brought in Araldus Chapman and how successful he was. That was basically a four-month contract, a three-month contract, and he was gone the next year. But I feel as though if you have a chance to win, you should do everything to max that opportunity out because a bird in the hand, you know, I'm, I'm really, you have to think like that in sports because you never know with the injuries, with everything that happens in baseball and, and in life, quite honestly, that you don't know how things are going to break. So you win when you have a chance to win in baseball specifically. I'm really curious to see what they do right now. So one of my, one of my pet little projects right here in this pod right now is I'm a big Albert Azale fan and hopefully he's going to be able to make his next start based off the blister. But I'm just really encouraged by finally seeing a homegrown starting pitcher in the rotation having success. I just don't think that's something that Cubs fans see very often. I'm also a big proponent of Keegan Thompson. I kind of feel like we should be stretching Keegan Thompson out. I get Alec Mills is in the rotation right now. I get maybe Trevor Williams might try and come back. But I'm kind of all on board with maybe maybe doing a little bit of both, right? Could you get a Jose Barrios to pair with veterans like Arietta and Hendricks? And then maybe get Alzale back, and could you maybe try and stretch Keegan Thompson out? And let's kind of let's sort of see what we have here. I mean, and and Zach Davies is also kind of turned around too as well. So I'm kind of interested to see how they maneuver all this moving forward because I think they'll definitely make a move. But how big of the move is going to really dictate where Jed thinks this team can really go and what they plan on doing in the future? Yeah, and and I would I would I, if I were Jed, I would take this team. I don't want to say sky's the limit, but after seeing what they did when they won two out of three in San Diego, when they swept the Padres at home earlier, when they were Wrigley Field, when they swept the Dodgers earlier this year, when they swept the Mets earlier this year, what this team is doing at home and collectively somewhat on the road, I feel gives you enough hope. I feel, as you say, kind of a not patch them together, but the youth and the age experience of the Cubs starting rotation 
could spell a lot. I still think they need another arm. And, and I, I am a big fan of, um, of Adbert as well. I can't wait to see what he does when he comes back. And I like what I saw from Zach his last time pitching. So I feel as though with Kyle Hendricks and Arietta as kind of the stable veteran elders, that, that could, it could set a great example going forward. And if they got Max Scherzer, I feel that would be huge. And I'm very interested to see, before we were, were talking, um, we talked about David Bodie. I look, I think for David Bodie to come back and make a huge contribution because that's just who he is. He gets big hits for the Cubs. I still remember that walk-off grand slam against Washington in 2018, and he was playing out of his mind before he went injured. So I think when he comes back, and when I, I look forward to see what Nico Horner comes back, I, I, I look to, to see what they can do with the leadoff position in-house or possibly get somebody. But I think if they get another arm and a leadoff guy legitimately, I feel they could win the World Series because of what they've done this year in the heart of this team. And maybe, maybe, I will just say this finally, it is Bryant, it is Rizzo, it is Baez wanting to make one final run collectively because maybe their plans are to leave. You know, we don't know. But maybe they want to do it one more time, as in the last dance of the Bulls 98. Bodie, uh, that Bodie Grand Slam against Washington, fun fact. Yeah. The day after I got married and I watched it in a restaurant with all my family members, like, you know, just celebrating and everything. And the game was kind of on in the background. Then that sort of happened. So I have a really, I have a really special memory in terms of that. And to the Cubs fans that are saying, whoa, Brigham world series. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm kind of there with you in the sense that, you know, they're, they're nine games over 500, which isn't great, right? That's not a juggernaut. But to your point, there isn't a single team in the national league that scares me. They're really, when this team gets hot, they could very well get hot. I could see them getting hot and going all the way. There's nothing that, like, I'm looking at being like, oh, man, they just stack up a little bit better than, oh, yeah. you know, in 15, you kind of had that vibe of, like, oh, man, the Mets pitching. That's going to be really nice. tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It was like, man, the Dodgers, they just kind of don't seem like they're going to be denied. We're pulling John Lackey out of the bullpen. This is a season where I don't think there's any team out there that we should be scared of. Man. And they've played well against all the big boys so far. My question for you real quick is, in the division, you know, the Cardinals have fallen back. The Reds have gotten hot. They've beat up on the Brewers. Cubs just had a really tough kind of like road trip, if you will, losing three out of four to the Mets. They come home a game up on the division. Who in the division scares you the most if you could just pick one team? Oh, the Brewers, man. It's always the Brewers because they don't go away. And, again, that's Notre Dame. That's Craig Council and Notre Dame. i got to give them credit because they do not quit. They won 17 of 21 just when the Cubs looked like they were running away. Just when you think they are cats, they should be the Milwaukee Cats because they have nine lives and they don't give up. I give them a lot of credit. I will tell you this. I think their chance to win was in 20 uh, – I would think it was 18. And that's when Machado hit that big home run and beat them in game seven for the Dodgers. So I don't know if the window is passed for them. But I tell you, as far as a division opponent, the Milwaukee Brewers, oh, boy, are they pesky. Oh, boy, are they pokey. And, oh, boy, they don't quit. So a bar above and beyond is Milwaukee. It's got to be. And it has been for the past four years. We're a little gun shy as Cubs fans in terms of our Cubs offense of just praying that it stays consistent and keeps going. That Woodruff, Cor uh, Corbin Burns, uh, Colin Burns uh, combination with Freddie Peralta is just the quickest way to get us probably really shaking in our boots as a Cubs fan. Uh, before we get you out of here, a couple of like, fun little tidbits. Where are you on Cup Snake? Oh, my gosh. Are the, cu the, cu the Cups they had? Yeah. How, how did I feel about that? I thought it was impressive. I thought it was a little bit of college football. So I, it made me feel like Northwestern was playing Notre Dame at Wrigley Field. So that came in college football in June, which is always wonderful because I love college football. So that's how I feel about that cup snake. 
And oh boy, is that innovative. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, they, they tried to ring up the, the tab on it, and I guess it cost some more $34,000. Oh my gosh, so that's how much beer they put. Wow. Holy cow. Absolutely. Collect it up. Right, right, right. Wow. Always a pleasure. Happy holiday to you inside the Golden Domes, Brigham Avery. Thank you so much for coming back on the pod, man, to talk some Cubs. It's going to be a lot of fun either way. And man, I just can tell Wrigley Field is going to be rocking all summer long. So at least we got that to look for and some great memories, man. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Be well. This episode of Bet on Chicago with Joey Christopoulos was brought to you by BetOnline.ag and MoinkBox.com. Head to MoinkBox because if you do the Believe promo code, you're going to get free bacon for the entire year. So make sure you check that out. We will talk soon. Until then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. We will talk then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.